Hello, and welcome back to the Cats and Conspiracies podcast, a podcast where non-cat owner friends talk about conspiracies. My name is Nancy, and my co-host is Michelle Victor. Hi. Welcome back, everyone. All right. Your mom's two favorite non-cat owning friends are back to continue the JFK assassination conspiracy talk. But first, a quick recap of what happened last week. We were so excited to get the ball rolling on this. We've talked about this for years. We discussed one of the bigger conspiracies out there. I feel like we were all over the place. It's kind of like those boards where there's red string everywhere. There's timelines. There's mug shots. That's what was going on in our heads. So just to make it clear, we don't believe what the Warren Commission has found, saying that the three shots came from behind, specifically from the school book depository. Yeah, that's a little bit unbelievable for me. A little far-fetched if you listened to all the magic bullet theories and just everything that could have happened and how it happened. Not buying it, Warren Commission. (laughs) I don't know if we touched on this, but one of the three shots that was fired did in fact completely miss and hit the sidewalk, while the other two hit and killed JFK and then one wounding Governor Connolly. Both think it makes the most sense that at least Two of the shots, the one that hit and killed JFK, came from the front, and most likely the infamous Grassy Knoll. This week, we're going to dig into Oswald. Michelle's going to start us off with Oswald's time as a Marine and becoming a defector. Oswald is such a big topic. He's had he had quite a robust life uh, in a short amount of time, um, and obviously a very historic and public Wikipedia page. Um, Just everything about him is crazy, which is probably why the Warren Commission in turn made him a patsy because his life was crazy. We're not going to really talk about his childhood, although that was like not good. Probably now a therapist would diagnose him with PTSD and like Freud would say things go back to his mother and all these things. But we're not going to start there. We're going to start in October 24 in the year 1956, when Oswald like literally turned 17, joins the Marines. Reported that he joined the Marines because he idolized his half-brother, who apparently was a Marine. And it like took him out of his home environment, which is, I feel like, pretty common for a lot of people joining military at that time, or maybe even at this time. But I definitely have heard that story a lot through the years. So when you join the Marines, everybody learns how to shoot a rifle. Um, So the Marine Corps... Uh, My dad was a Marine, um, so I've learned like all about the Marine Corps and the history of it. But the Marine Corps is considered the president's elite fighting force. Um, So when you join the Marines, you, everybody learns how to shoot a gun. Okay, so that's like not uncommon that people know how to shoot a gun in the Marines. I hope they do. Like, what else would they be doing in boot camp if not shooting (laughs) guns? So um, he was trained and he was tested in shooting and he scored two 212, 212, which is slightly above the requirements to be a sharpshooter. Um, but his primary training was in radar operation, which required a bunch of security clearance, and he passed at the time. He eventually became an aviation electronics operator, um, and he was assigned to Marine Air Control Squadron 1 near Tokyo. So, you know, life goes on. He's doing his thing as an aviation electronics operator. Three years later, in 59, he scores 191, which obviously dropped a few points. But not only dropped a few points, it dropped him down to marksman. Quick question from somebody that doesn't know anything about guns. So do people get worse as the time goes? Because um, I thought that there's always they're always practicing certain things when they're in the Marine Corps. Isn't there like an hour or so of shooting? Like, how do you go from 212 
to 191. Was he not well, practicing? Well, no, he wasn't at the time. He was assigned to be like air control squadron. So basically aviation, he's not like regularly Got practicing it. shooting. I mean, and you are going to lose your, your shot if you, anything you don't practice, you're eventually going to lose like your expertise at. Right, so my right. dad, for example, was his main training was to be a rifle expert in the Marine Corps during Vietnam. And so his score would have been like way higher than a sharpshooter and way higher than a marksman. And my dad said that he could not have made the shot at that time. And I believe Rich. I yeah. do. Rich does not lie. No. So, and his nickname was Iceman. So that should tell you something about his uh, shooting ability at that time. We'll get away from Rich here and we'll go to Lee Harvey <laughs> Oswald. So he kind of displayed a lot of like erratic characteristics during the Marine Corps. So he was court-martialed after he accidentally shot himself. And then he was court-martialed again for fighting with the sergeant who was responsible for his punishment for accidentally shooting himself. So can I add a note? So he shoots himself in the arm, which leaves a scar at his elbow. Just, just keep that in your, the back of your minds, listeners. Go ahead, Michelle. Okay, cool. So scar in the back of his elbow. Um, so he... Then again, gets punished for randomly firing his rifle in the jungle. So this guy is like displaying not good behavior for a Marine while he was in the Marine Corps. Uh, he learned, he taught himself Russian. Um, and he, I guess, spouted pro-Soviet uh, like rhetoric at the time. But in 1959, he took a test with the Marine Corps. They allowed him to take a test uh, on Russian, his proficiency, and he scored poor. So this guy just really, really not looking good on paper. His resume is not good here. And then in 59, in September, he discharged from the Marines uh, with a hardship discharge, supposedly, to take care of his mother. So that's his Marine Corps in a nutshell. Um, and this Marine Corps training and th these years would later become like the basis for all the reasons as to why he was able to make those shots. So that's, it's just interesting because you have a lot of crazy people out there. You have a lot of Marines and, you know, they have a reputation for being kind of like the toughest uh, division of the military. And I don't know, just, I'm gonna it just doesn't add up. I'm just going to say that. Yeah. And I want to, I want to go back to your, your point about him scoring poorly um, when he was tested in Russian. So I want to say six months or so after that original test where they said he tested poorly, six months later, he tests again and he tests, I don't know what the term was, was it fluent, excellent, whatever, but all of a sudden he is now fluent, speaks Russian so well that his wife thinks that he's actually Russian. And that plays into the, the two Oswalds theory that how one person who goes from a 212 shooting score to a 191 in three years, which, okay, that, like, like you explained, that can happen if you're not practicing. I can see how your shot goes down. But aren't you practicing before a test or is it random? No, I think I, you're practicing before a test. Yeah. Then you get a Russian test of some sort, whether it's reading, spelling, whatever it is and you test poorly. And then six months later, you're at expert level and you speak it so well that native Russians think you are a native Russian. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Nancy, see, that makes me nervous. I don't know. So you're suggesting that there is another Lee Harvey Oswald. I, I'm, it's a possibility. 
I think that he had a, a intelligence double. I don't see. And, and so that's the thing is like the Warren commission says it was this, this, and this, but there's all these little things that branch off of each one thing that they say that makes it hard to believe that it was just one sole person. And then if I'm just going to like devil's advocate here, because this is where I always stop myself. And this is where you always like catch me here, Nancy, is that what, what we're saying is that this didn't happen. I don't know how it did happen. I know the way they told me it didn't happen, but I don't understand why they would find Lee Harvey Oswald and then find an intelligence double. Like how out of all these people in the world, are they, are they doing that? Is it because he deflected to the Soviet Union and now he's on the radar? Yeah, I think that if intelligent doubles is a thing, I think they're starting to recruit these folks at a younger, earlier age. Just like when there's somebody that is super smart, right? And they're 16, they're graduating from high school, they graduate from college at 18 and you know they have doctorates and all this stuff. All these companies and all these people want to recruit them to their team because this person is so smart on something. I think that's how it happens when they're thinking about getting an intelligence double. I'm sure it happens with twins. I'm sure it happens with siblings. And I mean, they always say we have a doppelganger, right? So I think that it is very possible. And I think that certain reports and certain people that had some sort of contact with Oswald all say, no, he was here, you know, during this time when the FBI says he was actually in Russia or he was actually doing this or he was actually doing that. So it's kind of like, how is he in two different places at one time? And it is said that his wife, Maria, had said that she had two husbands, the one she married and then the, and then the other one. See, so. that's trippy. That, that is a trip. And, and you know, you know, your partner, you know, your spouse, right? So somebody comes to you and then put somebody that looks like Pilo in front of you. You're going to know whether it's Pilo or not. Yeah, I, sh- I should. You I should, mean, I right? shouldn't be in this relationship if I don't know <laughs> what she looks like. So basically, actually what we're saying now is that Lee Harvey Oswald's potential double intelligence double? Yeah. Was yeah. the original catfish. Yes. That's exactly what we're saying. Wow. So the show is essentially because of Lee Harvey Oswald. Yes. Wow. And so it was the catfish that did the shooting or not, but it did the stuff for the agency. I don't want to call out the CIA because I don't want them to come knocking on my door, but it was Lee. It was the second, we'll say Oswald in this case, was the one that was doing the stuff here in the United States while Lee Harvey was off in Russia. Wow. And that is probably why when Lee Harvey was arrested, he said he was a patsy because he knew. And when he said, now everybody's going to know who I am, that's what he meant. Everybody's going to know who I am, as in I'm really not a deflector. I'm really not all these things they're saying about me. I'm really not a lone nut. I actually work for the CIA. I actually do this and that for the government. Okay, so we're saying that, hold on. I'm not saying okay. anything. I'm just, I'm, no, no, I'm no. just doing, we're not. So, <laughs> I, I'm just, just saying <laughs> this doesn't make sense. Him acting alone doesn't make sense. Only being one of them doesn't make sense. Okay. I agree with that. Let's go with this stunt intelligence double. Okay. I feel like I need an intelligence double. Like why wasn't that around when I was in school? (laughs) Like I just had an intelligence double come in. Okay. So, so if this is true, who was in the Marine Corps? Was it Lee Harvey or was it what we're calling the double Oswald? I would say Lee Harvey. 
um, because medical records from when he joined the Marine match closer to the Lee Harvey we know, where the intelligence double was slightly off. Okay. So then the Lee Harvey we know Mm -hmm. deflects to the Soviet Union. He's like trying to become a citizen and going through this whole process, getting visas, all this stuff. So we're saying we could be saying that 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 is the double Oswald. Yes. During that time, that was not actually the Lee Harvey that went to the Marine Corps. That's a whole different individual. Correct. Wow. So the Lee Harvey was born in New Orleans and grew up in Mm -hmm. Fort Worth, Texas. Woo woo, Fort Worth. Are you from there, Nancy? No, but I wish I was. (laughs) But I also wish I was from New York, so. You have a lot of wishes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yet none of them come true. While the other Oswald was perhaps from Hungary with similar physical features and was a CIA plant of, or some other organization out there, you know, we only know of the organizations they tell us, right? So, or some other organization like the CIA who started living his life as Lee Harvey Oswald at about 13. I say that. Wow, because... that gave me the chills. That's so long <laughs> to live as somebody else. So, so this is a 13-year-old for my 13th birthday. I want to be a CIA intelligence operative. Yeah, but if you're from a country like Hungary and you know they're telling you this is all an assumption, right? No, this is if, all speculation. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If they're offering you a job where you can potentially take care of you and your family, it's like going into witness protection, right? Yeah. Like you you do it more so for your family, not so much for yourself. I wouldn't would assume, I don't know. Right. That's, it seems, yeah, that would be the case, especially at these times. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of these times in this time and like in maybe countries, not the U.S. and maybe mm-hmm. even parts of the U.S., that parents definitely would push their kids to do this to feed their family or to keep things kind of moving along in their family. Right. Right. Yeah. Wow. I have a list of a couple of things that just don't make sense between the two Oswalds and we can talk about and kind of go over them. Okay, cool. I want to hear this list. My mind is getting blown and I, and I've heard these theories before, but like then just to talk about them again, I get like so excited. My brain is exploding right now. We'll say Lee Harvey as in the one, the Warren commission says shot, Uh, and kill JFK. And then we'll say Oswald for the potential stunt double. So one thing to note is that Lee Harvey's height was 5'11 in military records. But at the time of his arrest, he was 5'9. I won't give that one too much thought because I do know some folks that are 5'9 say they're 5'11", because it's not that much of a difference. Name them right now. Tell me right now. (laughs) Uh, Stella, what what height did Jose think he was for many years? 5'7"? And he's what? 5'9"? Oh, no, he thought he was 5'9", and he's he's 5'7". 5'7". See, two inches. That might not be be too much. Yeah, that might not be too much. Well, we might need to look into that. This might be (laughs) an intelligence double thing. Stella's married to a a double. (laughs) I would hope that I would know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm five two and a half, and I always make sure to say that half when I measure myself after this. <laughs> How tall are you, Michelle? I'm five two. I'm half an inch taller than you. Yeah, but I have a big personality, so that's true. You know it what? Your with- hair, your hair makes up yeah. for it. Your- it does. It's like about two inches. <laughs> I try to do the New Jersey prom queen look, like in the eighties. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So another thing, when Lee Harvey was seen by a doctor in New York, he was listed as 4'6", 
A month later, his school records list him at 5'4". Now, I do know that boys have growth spurts often, but I don't know if just under a foot in a month is normal. That was an inconsistency I found. Do we know how old he was at this time? I don't. Because if he was like eight, that's different than like, say, 14. Yeah, I do know a kid who grew about like eight inches in one summer. But one summer is how many months? Three. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Yeah, we would need an official person who identifies as a male on this show to verify. That growth spurt for sure. Or just anybody with more knowledge than us. (laughs) (laughs) A doctor is fine as well. We'll take a doctor. So one thing also that I found super suspicious was when the Warren Commission called uh, Lee Harvey's brother to the stand, the one he idolized and he joined the military for. Um, He was shown a bunch of pictures of Lee Harvey and he was supposed to say, yes, that is Lee Harvey Oswald, my brother. Yes, that is my brother. So the brother was shown pictures of Lee Harvey between the ages of two and 12. And he recognized every single picture and he said, yes, that is my brother. Yes, that is my brother. Then Lee Harvey was um, 13, had a picture snapped of him in front of the Bronx Zoo, which is probably the only picture of him that we have of him in New York at that time. And the brother could not recognize him. He said, I can't tell you, but that is my brother. We're talking from 12 to 13. Wow, that's a trip. Yeah, I mean, I feel like my little brother looks the same in all of his years. He's definitely had a growth spurt. And he's definitely slimmed down and looks a little bit older, but he's, you know, going to be 17. So I don't know if I I mean, but I would recognize him between 12 and 13. I feel like, you know, when you make these little Christmas ornaments, when you're a child and you put your little picture on them at like age six or something, and then somebody posts that picture because they go home for Christmas, they post a picture of that little ornament on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Yes. That person literally at six still looks like the person at 38 or 40 or whatever they are now. I mean, they look identical still. Like I wouldn't be like, no, that's not Sally. I'd be like, oh my gosh, Sally, did you ever age? Like, (laughs) I want to say you posted a picture recently. Yeah, this is just a really, (laughs) it was a personal sidebar. And you look the exact same. The hair exactly is the still fabulous and big. With a lot and of I had a bow in it because Linda you did. put yes. the bows in. Linda's so nice. that's what I'm saying. So I don't know. That's a little tricky. Yeah. I don't, I'm with you right now for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? I made a mistake earlier. I said he was 5'11". Uh, when he joined the military, he was actually recorded at 5'8", 135 pounds. Um, I said he was listed um, at 5'11". That's but he was listed tiny. at 5'8". The other Oswald is listed at 5'11". So, I mean, being arrested at 5'9", that's not too bad. That's an inch. That's not too bad of a discrepancy. There's a picture from Lee Harvey's sixth grade class where he's the tallest kid in the classroom. And the year later, he's... Okay, so it had to be his sixth grade year. So about 12 or 13, where the doctor says that he was 4'6". Yeah, so on one hand, he's the tallest kid. But then when he's um, seen by the doctor, they record him down as 4'6". Another major inconsistency is... Many people who had encounters with uh, Lee Harvey all say they saw him either or dealt with him either in New Orleans, Florida, Havana, 
all while the FBI says he was supposed to be in Russia. There are specifically two car salesmen who remember Lee Harvey for wanting to purchase a fleet of trucks and send them to Cuba, which is super suspicious and suspect in its own. But <laughs> yes, at that time. <laughs> right. Um, so they remember specifically getting ready to sell him a fleet of trucks. But during this time, he was suspected to have been in Russia. So was the double the one in trying to purchase the fleet of trucks or was the double the one that was actually in Russia. My thought would be the double was in Russia because the double was the one that actually knew Russian, spoke Russian very well. Because if we remember, Lee Harvey tested poorly in Russian. Yeah, I'm just still stuck on the fact that his wife thought he was from Russia. Yeah. And she's and she's always said that she was married to two different men. He was two different men, I should say. It's reported he had like schizophrenia and other mental disorders. So that could be it. But that could explain it. Right. I mean, and and just to even prove the point further, though, Pilo and I went to Cuba and Pilo speaks Spanish. She's Mm -hmm. of Mexican descent. And everybody there knew she wasn't Cuban Mm -hmm. and that it was Mexico. Right. I mean, even myself, I'm Mexican-American. I'm from here. But when I go to Mexico... Granted, my Spanish is awful. When I go to Mexico, they know that I'm a for I'm from the States. I'm not from there. But like my right. younger sister, who has lived there for many years, they will say, like, if she comes here and is speaking Spanish, they'll say, oh, she's from over there. Right. So anyway, it's so the point is there was two people. There were two different two people. Yeah. Two people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So further in our point. <laughs> uh, Lee Harvey moved to New York in 1952. And when he moved there and started school, he was teased by his classmates for wearing blue jeans and his Southern accent. Well, the other Oswald is suspected to have already lived in New York. And he was the 4'6 guy seen by the doctor who recorded him with that 4'6 type. So this point makes it sound or proves that Lee Harvey was in fact the tallest kid in the class. And it was Oswald the double, who actually was the shorter one. Okay. And then here's where, so that all can be explained. We can probably explain each one of those points individually and make sense of them. Cool, of course. But this is where it starts to get extremely tricky. And this is where I start to be like, hmm, that could be possible. That is a higher possibility for that. And that's when after Jack... Ruby shoots and kills Lee Harvey, which we'll have to get into. We'll have to touch that a little bit next week, Lee Harvey and Jack Ruby's relationship when we discuss the mafia um, portion of it. But after Lee Harvey is shot, sent to the coroner's office, they do the autopsy, the funeral home is getting ready to um, do what they do to get him ready for his funeral. The mortician was asked if Lee Harvey had certain scars on him because Lee Harvey, like you said, mentioned earlier, had shot himself in his arm. So when he shot himself in his arm, there was a scar there on the back of his elbow where they had to open it up, get the bullet fragments out and close them back up. Um, That scar was nowhere to be found. On top of that, Lee Harvey also had- that was a difference of how many years? It doesn't matter Okay, so- it doesn't matter because scars don't disappear. Dun, dun, dun. Next week on Captain Conspiracy. <laughs> no. So, um, um, okay, so you're right. You're right. So okay, you're right. Lee Harvey also had a mastoid surgery, um, which is some ear issue he had. Um, and there was a scar 
behind his left ear. That surgery was done at the age of six. However, when he joined the military and they do a full physical on you, I guess, they did jot down that he had that mastoid scar on his left ear. So from, from the age six to when he joined the military at 17, that scar was there. That mm-hmm. scar wasn't there, nor noted by the autopsy folks, nor the morticianers. So the morticianers and the autopsy folks, they did jot down other small scars, random scars, scars that were, you know, a fraction of an inch in length, but they couldn't find this, you know, several inch long mastoid scar in the back of his ear or the one that was very noticeable on the back of his elbow. I had seen a couple of times that Lee Harvey had a tattoo on his forearm, maybe a snake and a sword of some sort, but the body that was buried didn't have that tattoo. But I couldn't find anything much more on it. So I didn't want to get too deep into that one just because I don't know. He had a tattoo before he was shot and killed. And then when he was buried, the tattoo was not there. So basically when you're shot and killed, it doesn't like just take away all your scars and tattoos, right? Like that's no, just, that's not a magic bullet scenario where it's just- No, no. So whatever tattoos you get, you're going to die with and be buried with. Okay. Unless I just wasn't a- sure if they had more magic bullets. It's <laughs> like they might've. Unless, unless you have a stunt double, then maybe. So it's Lee Harvey who had these scars, right? The mastoid scar, the scar on his elbow, the tattoo, the stunt double, um, as I like to call him, Oswald didn't have any of these things. So- In 1981, Lee Harvey's body was exhumed, and that was due to pressure from an author who was basically stating this, that there was two Oswalds, there was no way it could have been Lee Harvey um, who did this. So they exhume his body, and they go to examine it. Well, when they exhume the body, and the body comes out, the funeral director claims that that couldn't have been the body that he worked on, or that he saw go in, you know, go into the... um, the casket and into the ground because the body that was exhumed didn't have the craotomy on his skull that he knows should be there because he performed that. That's a super big inconsistency. Like if you know that you cut somebody's, the top of somebody's head off to look into their brain after they die and then the body comes out and that scar's not there, there's no evidence of that. You're going to know, no, that's not the guy that I worked on. Right. Another thing is they use dental records to identify the body. However, the body had all of its permanent teeth, but Lee Harvey Oswald lost his front tooth in a fight he had in high school. There are pictures to show that he, in fact, was missing that tooth. There are folks that he went to high school with that remember that that fight and remember him losing that tooth. So he had a fake veneer put there. So when the body is exhumed and they do a uh, dental record examination, they find that all of the teeth on that body are permanent teeth, which can't be the case because Lee Harvey was missing one of his uh, front tooths. Okay. So You're welcome. I'm getting <laughs> Okay, wait, wait, wait. So let me ask for the listeners at home or on the subways. So we have seen the Zapruder film with JFK being shot. We have seen the footage from the police department where they're escorting Lee Harvey Oswald out of the police department. We see Jack Ruby shooting him, get shot, dies. Who was that person? That was Lee Harvey Oswald, the Patsy. That is Maria's husband. That is the real Lee Harvey Oswald. Okay, so that is not the stunt double. That is not the stunt double, no. Okay, so again, for the listeners, that one that we see is not the stunt double. So you're saying that Jack Ruby killed the regular Lee Harvey Oswald and somebody else killed the stunt double and the one that's buried as lee harvey oswald is a stunt double 
Yes. If, if okay. we're going off of this information. If, yes. Yeah. If, if this is true, if this is true. So I just want to just correct myself really quick. I was saying Maria, but the wife's name's actually Marina. Um, you might oh, not yeah, be able Marina. to, I was saying it correctly, but I'm a little congested because you know, potential COVID. So you can't quite hear the nah, but it's Marina. Anyways. Okay. Yes. So when Lee Harvey Oswald, the real one that we saw be escorted from the county jail and he's being escorted into the police car right before he shot by uh, Jack right. Ruby. That is the real one. And that's why he was saying, I'm a patsy. I haven't been charged with the murder of the president. I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't do the things they said. Now everybody's going to know who I am. Okay. We couldn't, when I say we, the, the, the United States couldn't allow him to talk and to say who he really is to expose this potential group within the government um, that has doubles, intelligence doubles and all this. So they had to shut him up. And so, so they sent Jack Ruby to shoot him and kill him. They are... One other thing, when Oswald was dead in the mortuary, Marina was said to have gone in there, opened the eyelid of Lee Harvey Oswald and said, no, that's not him. What his, eye, his eye color was too dark because Lee Harvey Oswald had hazel eyes. Supposedly the stunt double had the dark brown eyes. Okay. Okay. I'm okay with this right now, but who was, who then was the person who shot the police officer and ran into the movie theater? The day of, because as we know, the story goes, they were looking for Lee Harvey Oswald. The police officers went to his home, shot him. Then Lee Harvey Oswald ran to a movie theater nearby. And then that's where he's arrested. So who is that person? That was Lee Harvey Oswald. That was in okay. fact him. He did shoot the um, officer Tippett okay. and he runs to the theater. And the legend goes that the reason he ran into the theater was because he was supposed to meet his um, CIA handler in there. So the reason that the movie theater called the police was because they saw him sneak through um, around the ticket seller booth and walk in. So he basically just went into a movie theater without paying. So they called the cops on that. But then all these cops show up. Witnesses inside the theater say that he was going from seat to seat and it appeared to them as if he was looking under the seats for something. And that yeah. was typical of CIA work. Some can say some, that's how some of the mafia relayed certain messages or got certain things to other people was by tape to the bottom of the theater seats. So he was going from seat to seat, checking the bottom of the seats to find nothing and then was bombarded by all the police coming in to arrest him. So he was like in shock, like what, what's going on here? I His thought was... Your job is to do this, this, and this. Show up here. I'll meet you here. But nobody was ever there. Do you think his job was to shoot the officer, though? That just was random. Um, no, I think that was random. Yeah. So essentially, if this is true, if there is a stunt double or body double or intelligence double, then the Lee Harvey Oswald that we always see presented to us is the actual one. They've never exposed the double. Correct. Which makes sense. Why would they expose the double? Because the yeah. double was really the cover-up. Right. Wow. So this has been a lot of information coming at me. I feel like I need to process it. There's just so much about Lee Harvey Oswald and about the situation that just really is inconsistent. It just doesn't match with what the Warren Commission told us. I'm no. not saying, I'm just saying what they gave us just doesn't make sense. It makes me question. I have a couple of questions. That, that's all this is. This is much more than that. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with you. And there's so many theories out there. There are some that are pretty like off the charts, like very much not realistic. Mm -hmm. But this is one of the more realistic theories 
mm-hmm. um, that has been presented. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I definitely, I have a lot to think about. Mm-hmm. And I really think that we should kind of close out the JFK with the, the mafia aspect and the Jack Ruby situation. Because yeah. I really think that that goes... Uh, that's one of the bigger theories out there for sure and for those people that that don't believe the warren commission believe that the mafia in fact did have something to do with it so i think that's a i think that's a great idea we'll close out this whole theory with um the mafia jack ruby and then again state what we think after given all this information maybe we didn't have before what we really think happened yes i'm ready for that (laughs) I have to tell you before we close though, you guys, I'm going to be looking for a cat. Stop it. Right. Shut your mouth. Really? Not for me though. Not for me. Um, for Pilo. Pilo, <gasps> no, no, no. Pilo oh. wishes it was for her. For Pilo, <laughs> Pilo's brother, uh-huh. his birthday, his birthday was yesterday. We were like, do you want, because he lives alone. Um, mm-hmm. Do you want a cat? And he seemed like extremely interested in this. So he was thinking that he'll let us know by Monday and we were mm-hmm. going to look for rescue cats for him oh, and so help lucky. him in that process. Yeah. Oh, he's so, so we will be looking for cats and we could show you, um, I'll let, we'll let you guys know next week if uh, he does in fact want one and we'll just save the pictures and we could put them out on Instagram and people can maybe like vote on which ones we should get yes. him. But um, yeah, so we will be looking for a cat. Possibly. Oh, this is going to be so I think we're so going to be looking anyways because Pilo really wants to look for a cat. So. <laughs> a cat that she's not going to have or she that, will yeah, have at will her brother's. Have. She exactly. will have at her brother's house. Exactly. Yeah. And it will give her and him an excuse to like hang out more. and Nice. Oh, that's so cats. awesome. Yeah. Oh, I'm so jealous. I wish I wasn't deathly afraid of cats. I know. That was straight. big news. Big news. That is big news. I see you're drinking out of a cat mug. Let's see I it. Am- it is my cat mug. This is the, I've just been obsessed with this. This is the biggest one I have. Everything tastes better with cat hair in it. And there's little cat paws everywhere. Nancy did in fact, get me this one. We went all the way to Vegas. You traveled to Vegas with this when we went to the rise festival. Oh, that's that's right. when you gave this Where was me. I coming from? You were everywhere that day. I think I was day. everywhere. Was I coming back from Mexico? Something like that. It was like trying to get very close. Yeah. 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 I remember. Oh yeah. I've been obsessed with this one. It's been super cold here in New York. So it gives me warmth much longer than the regular size ones. And I mean, I everything does taste better with cat hair. It does. And you know, I used to have this on display in my San Francisco apartment and one of my friends who has multiple cats came over and she was like, no, it doesn't. And I was like, what? And she was like, oh, I'm just looking at your, your mug. And I was like, yeah, it does. And we had this like mini argument. Um, but anyways, yeah, that's, this is my cat trinket on my person this whole week. This has been my cat trinket on my person. Nice. I love it. That's us. Nancy is fighting a cough right now. Potentially COVID. Saying your prayers well, this way. Um, I feel like the only thing that'll make me better is a mini horse. I'm not sure, but I feel that in my gut. So hint, hint, nudge, nudge. We got it. We got it. Well, I'm looking for cats. So we got to tell Gerard how to find a mini horse. <laughs> Thank All you right, so much guys. for this, Nancy. I feel great. Okay. I feel like our viewer or listeners, viewers, if you're viewing us, that's weird. We're not on TV. <laughs> we have a lot of information right now. Mm-hmm. And now yeah. everybody listening is going to be, is going to have the whiteboard with the red string everywhere. Yeah. I'm going to have to send Stella a picture of what my brain was like. So she can post that on the internet. It's a meme from Always Sunny in Philly and it's Charlie O'Day. Please tell me you've seen that. I cannot tell you that. 
I'll send it to the group. That's going to have to be posted. That's exactly what happens in my brain when I talk about the JFK assassination. All right, folks. Well, thanks for joining us for episode three of Cats and Conspiracies. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye, y'all. All right, folks. So coming up next week, we'll discuss the mafia theories behind the John F. Kennedy assassination. We'll talk a little bit about Jack Ruby, his role with killing Lee Harvey Oswald and what role he played along with the mafia as well. That sounds good.